This podcast includes unapologetic logic and reason and may not be suitable for all audiences. In a world full of nonsense, he's been called the voice of uncommon common sense. He sees the abnormal that many find normal. Author and award-winning speaker, he is Chris well, welcome back. I'm coming off um, an exciting, fantastic week. Well, I don't know about how exciting, but it was a nice weekend. Beautiful, beautiful weather here. Happy to continue to say that. I've been saying it for a while. It's been like a year. I'd like, um, literally, if you remember me talking back last winter, our weather had flipped with like Los Angeles. And there were some consequences to that, but we got through it. And either way, I'm like, if this is, if this is climate change, I'm... I'm quite happy with the way this has panned out. I don't know. Anyway, I was doing my favorite thing, and that was to be outside. It's crazy. Um, I literally, like, uh, addicted to it, I think. Like, addictive behaviors that I find, like just getting up and walking outside. Uh, I'm not the only one. I've got, uh, you know, a few people that I stay in touch with. Men only just happens to be, I don't know, maybe this phenomenon happens to women as well. I imagine that it does, but the guys that I talk to, uh, many of them outdoor people, I say. You can see it in, in our faces. You know, I, you know, I don't have dark, sunken eyes with pale skin. People ask me in February, where have you been? <laughs> Outside. They'll be like, no, really. <laughs> no, really. <laughs> you can do it. You can do it in February. Anyway, it was Friday night that... Um, Really started out fantastic. Yeah, we did a little ghetto style in the driveway. I uh, was mildly windy. I went to have a little fire. A buddy of mine came by and uh, just for a little bit. He was driving by through work, and I had some things going on anyway. I was like, yeah, we'll have a couple of beers, throw some quoits if you know what that is. And uh, it was a little windy, and I was gonna, it was only stopped for like an hour and a half, so I'm going to do like a big fire in my big burn pit. So we did it ghetto style. I pull, I have a barrel. I pulled out in the driveway, parked the cars to block the wind a little bit, set up the coits, put on like a little uh, 70s rock. Oh, it was fantastic. Really was. It was a good time. It was a nice time. And um, I think I won 21 to 0 in coits. It's pretty good. I'm pretty good with that, with the bean bag. I get so good when I start dinging. And nobody will play with me. Like <laughs> I just sink everyone. You like that sound effect? Anyway, it was a great weekend. Enjoyed the fire in the driveway. A couple things I want to share. Um, really happy to say that I'm actually improving my conditioning right now. Got on the scale a week or so ago, and I was five pounds heavier than last year. I have an app that connects with our scale, that tracks this very conveniently. And uh, so I saw what I weighed last year. And last year, I, I ballooned up over the holidays. I gained like 25 pounds. I, now, if, if you know me, if you've been listening to the podcast or you know me otherwise, you know that around the holidays, I like to celebrate. I like to eat. I like to enjoy the holidays. And that one, we go, I don't want to eat too much. Load that plate up, and we're going to do it again shortly. So, uh Having said that, <laughs> uh, throwing on 25 pounds in like eight weeks, I was like, whoa, <laughs> that's pretty, <laughs> even at my size, I'm like, that's, uh, that's a lot. And it takes a little work to get that off then. And um, 
let alone the damage to my knees and feet. And so anyway, this year I said, I don't want to be as far out of control. I look, I'm like, I'm five pounds heavier going in. Now, uh, I think I was a little um, bloated. Well, I had been eating some uh, pickles because I was having some cramp issues and um, muscle cramps. And um, pickles, I found the best thing, magnesium, potassium I take. But anyway, I was kind of salt, salted up, hydrated up. So that, that five pounds could have easily just been fluid, really. But either way, uh, I needed to find out. And uh, I told you I've been really working on this nice um, workout um, setup that's very low impact, I would say. And more sustained duration. I'm not about pushing to fill. I'm going to just get this out right now. I'm 52. I'm going to be 53 very soon. Um, I've done a lot physically. I've beat on my body over the years. And um, I'm not about, uh, you know, um, what do you call it? You know, pushing to failure. Um, I don't need to be doing that at this point. More sustained workout. And then the second is... uh, I don't get um, down on the ground much. You know, at push-up stands, I would not do burpees. I would do chair burpees. I would encourage you to look into those kind of things. But I'm even going a little lower impact. And um, I was sharing with you, and I have back issues also, by the way. A lot of arthritis in my back and probably some other damage too. But um, I work really hard to take care of myself. And the process, I really found that my hip strength was becoming a problem. And uh, which is real common as you age and sit more, and which I don't really sit. I do sit frequently, but I wouldn't say I sit a lot. You know, I'm not I don't, like I don't come home and sit on the sofa. I can tell you that, like that doesn't happen. Um, I do have a recliner that I may, you know, find myself in after a meal or spending a little time with my daughter. And uh, two great recliners set up um, uh, facing uh, west. We just get a beautiful sunset over there. Nice to go out there and sit in front of the fireplace after dinner and have the sunset. And uh, anyway, it's not that I sit too much, but I'm getting older and whatever, hip strength, uh, problematic. When I went and hiked with my son down to uh, Fort Washington, uh, Washington's uh, headquarters, rather, um, I had had a problem with my hip in my training for that hike, and it bothered me on the hike. It was causing me to do kind of a limp. And... Um, Anyway, I've been working on it really ever since, um, with little success until recently. And uh, I was doing like these lateral leg raises that my chiropractor told me to start doing, which were wildly helpful. I was like, this is great. This is really great. I mean, that really uh, got me back to proper condition, I guess you could say. But uh, I want to go further. So I started doing uh, high, high knees. And there's a variety of ways you can you can do them. You can look into it yourself. But what an easy, phenomenal exercise for me. I mean, just you're tightening your core, and you can lift your knee up high, hold it tight. I mean, you can really different stances, crossovers, different heights, different speeds. I've seen where they do the high knees. Uh, I remember doing this in football, flag football. Um, you do high knees and take off, and that's it's just. You get a momentum with that, and it's a good workout. Core. Anyway, I'm just ecstatic at what it's doing for me. Um, and I know I was talking about this the other day. I'm not going to go back through all this. Bending over is easier. I'm doing lunge. I'm able to do lunges. I have not been able to do lunges in quite a while. You know, the, the um, pain in my knees. And what are the chances? Is that why I started doing any of this? 
There's some other things I've been doing, by the way. Uh, kettleball I got into. So um, do a kettleball squat, like a sumo squat, and then stand up and do an upright row with that kettleball. Beautiful workout. Back, all the way down your legs. And, um, you know, I'm not – when I'm saying working out with this stuff, like I said, I'm a sustained workout. So I'll go – may go out in the garage and do two sets. You know, I'm in here working on the podcast and um, – you know, put some things together, go take a break, I'll go do two sets. You know, before I go to have lunch, I'll do two sets. Whatever, I can fit it in. I do a little bit here, do a little bit there. It's been phenomenal. Anyway, um, I wanted to say this. The lunges I mentioned, uh, just a huge side uh, benefit, the strength from that, uh, being able to do that again, and, um, uh, you know, the mobility that's come with it. But uh, the other thing I was saying about not getting on the ground, so the high knees... You know, what you'd naturally want to work to, or at least one direction, would be to like a mountain climber to where you're in like a push-up. If you don't know what a mountain climber is, you're in a push-up starting position and you bring one knee up, um, you know, towards your elbow, I guess. And, um, you know, you could do those at different speeds and different lengths and stuff like that and keeping your back straight. Anyway, I said to you, I'm not about getting on the ground anymore. I don't even do push-ups on the ground anymore. I've got some arthritis in my wrist, you know? Um, so I use push-up stands now, 14 inch push-up stands. It's fantastic. You know, um, I can increase the reps. I'm not getting down on the ground. It's easier to get up. I use them for seated dips. If you know what those are, but anyway, here's what I wanted to share with you. Another, and I'm a big believer in these push-up stands and you can get them in different heights. I have different heights. I have, uh, I think four, six inch, and 14-inch for whatever reason, whatever they are, something like that. But I found another use for them, mountain climbers. And I would argue that you get a better mountain climber than being down on your hands. And I'll tell you why. Because it's easier to flatten your back out. You can drop your hips down more, and you can really just pull your legs up. into. It almost becomes like a, uh, a hack squat. So anyway, listen, that's the routine. Push-up stands, all right? You're doing push-ups, you're doing seated dips, you're doing mountain climbers, you're working up to it. Um, uh, exercise bands, and you can get them heavy. And you got to watch. You know, Many of them are very light. you got to get some heavy ones, get a little workout going. Curls, tricep extensions. I have a post outside my garage door, and I put a band on there, and I can do flies with this band. Can you imagine? This is incredible. I'm like Arnold out there in the driveway with my shirt off. I can't do the Arnold accent so well anymore. I'm ripped. No, I'm kidding. I don't know. I want to say I'm ripped. <laughs> but I am feeling pretty good. I'm just giving you the workout and the kettleball. I mean, you could buy all that. I do have a bench. Um, no, just a um, dumbbell bench, adjustable. And I have a couple of fixed dumbbells, and I have one of those um, adjustable dumbbell sets. That's pretty much my deal. And uh, I do have, like, a rack of these bands. It took me a lot to find what I wanted. But um, anyway, the high knees and the mountain climbers, uh, and I suppose the kettleball as well, you'd have to throw in there for the strength. But I am just amazed at what it's doing for my overall health and conditioning and how great I feel. Almost as good as I would feel sitting out in the driveway having a little fire and a few beers with my brother, listening to some 70s rock. Anyway... Uh, you know, I like to talk about security. It's something that I take seriously. And um, 
it sounds like we may be traveling sometime next year to go to a concert with uh, some family, which would be very interesting, which would require us to stay in a hotel in a city that um, I don't know that I would consider friendly, although I don't know that I would consider it problematic either. Bottom line is um, I'm looking into this hidden camera detector. Has, have you seen these? Uh, I put it in the show notes. You can check it out. This thing for 60 bucks. Um, They'll tell you if there's any hidden cameras, GPS trackers. I think I'm going to get it. You know, even like for my daughter, for my wife. I think I might grab it. Yeah, if you have any comments, I don't know if anybody knows anything about it. You know, maybe it doesn't work. I don't know. Anyway, most of you know, if you've listened at all, that I'm a Marine veteran. I joined the Marine Corps when I was 17 years old. Part of that process is making an oath to defend the Constitution, to defend our country. There's a promise that we make as veterans, and it doesn't expire. It doesn't, you, don't, you make the oath, it doesn't end. And, and it makes me very frustrated when I think about my commitment to that, and then I see people like Ray Epps in the news and his involvement in January 6th. And uh, he seems like a complete traitor to me. They say he's a Marine. I mean, who even knows if that's true, right? You don't want to believe anymore. I didn't mean to get sidetracked by all this. All that to say that uh, our way of life, the freedoms, you know, our, and when I say our way of life, what do I mean by that? I mean a, a system of just laws, a system that's fair and just for everyone. And I understand that there's going to be inequities. You know, I hear this, this term privilege thrown around. And... uh I'm going to tell you this. I came from the ghetto. I really did. And um, there's more and more I could say that I won't because I'm not complaining. My parents, I felt, loved me. I loved them. Um, They weren't perfect, but I don't dwell on any of that. They're both incredibly hardworking. But we came from nothing. Came from nothing, had nothing. And that was the starting point. I had no inheritance, no help, no assistance, didn't win anything, never got anything. And I've been able to take that and do pretty well. Decent. All right? I'm not going to bring it up to brag. We're happy with our lifestyle. We'll get people comment. I was just down dropping off some brush I'd cut on our property here. And the guy working down there, I know him, Dan, Army veteran. Hey, Dan, how you doing? He's getting ready to retire. I didn't realize he's stationed out at Fort Lewis. My son is stationed at uh, McCord. It's Joint Base McCord-Lewis, I guess. And uh, here he was stationed out there. So we had a nice talk about that. He said, I never see you out there anymore. He said, a beautiful place out there. And we hear that a lot. So we've done well. Well enough to the point that you may have people that are unaware of the, the history and whatnot who might say that I'm privileged. Privileged, you say, I'm tall, I'm white, I'm incredibly handsome. Voice like this? I mean, practically Elvis, really, right? And I'm being modest. <laughs> I have a lot going for me, is what I'm saying. I acknowledge that. I thank God every day. I thank God for this this house, this property, my family, and everything that he's given me. I really do. I mean, I do not. Just about every morning, 
I literally, I walk out the door and I look up. Thank you, Lord. I don't know what I did to deserve this. I swear to God to you. I don't swear to God. But I'm telling you the truth when I say that. Every morning, I don't deserve this, but thank you. It's just amazing. I feel so so much gratitude. And I worked my butt off for it. Grinding, sweating, pounding nails in some cases, pounding this, carrying that. <clears throat> and I didn't um, spend my life in... Uh, uh, manual labor, but I did my time. I did my time in the dirt in the Marine Corps. I did my time working on on farms as a kid, working on horse farms, mucking out stalls, doing the dirty work, loading hay. And people that experience these things, the sweating and working hard, it makes a difference. It makes a big difference. And so it means a lot to me. I hear people talk about privilege and they want to go use that as a basis to take from others. I use that anger, that passion, that desire. And I had it, believe me. I still do, I hope, a little bit, a little bit longer. I've told you some of the stories. Um, listening to motivational tapes, driving in my car for an hour and 20 minutes each way for work. I just, I wanted to succeed. I used that desire to want to create something for myself, to want to build from it. And... These people that come along and think that somebody owes them something, it just doesn't calculate for me. And you're going to find that the people who think like that also have a funny way of looking at a lot of other things. And then we don't have this shared ideology on what fair and just and things like that actually look like. And that's a lot of what you're seeing today, right? This perversion of right and wrong. And it's biblical, I think, right? That what, 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 isn't there a passage? What once seemed good will seem bad, and what seemed bad will now seem good. And this crazy flip-flopping, and you wonder why people are going crazy. It's troubling to me. It's troubling to me they released this January 6th footage. Where is that going to go? How many people will be vindicated? Will the government pay them for this mayhem? More taxpayer money wasted? Good God. I don't begin to even wonder what the fallout of this mess might be. Pfizer now being looked at. I think I saw a NBC up. I might have it to talk about later. Um, not today. Uh, but I think Pfizer's in big trouble with the vaccine. They had, I think, Senate hearings on it. Wow, wow, wow. I don't know what to say. Lots of rumors, lots of misinformation. So with all that, my desire to live in a society that's fair and just. And I do believe, I'll say this, that we are not a Judeo-Christian society. Um, you could argue that there's a Old Testament basis of our laws and, and, and moral code, if you will. Um, but it's a Protestant reformist ideology that is much, much different than anything legalistic. And I think that's part of the big struggle in our country um, with, with people bickering. But it's a little deep for me to get into right now. Anyway, it's all that to say that it, it's something that means a lot to me. The American way of life, the American dream, what it means, what it stands for, and what it has done for our country and for people around the world. Every major invention, typewriter, telephone, computer, airplanes, I don't know about trains, boats, Vikings had boats, right? Submarines, I don't know. A lot has come out of the United States in this system. 
And when you think about it in terms of the whole world, it's really a small area. Anyway, it's important to me. And so um, it's also interesting to me how other people get caught up in all this individually, their individual stories. You know, who really cares about Hunter Biden? It doesn't even really interest me. But this story interests me. Navy SEAL causing anti-trans school board chaos is under investigation. Well, that's interesting. Uh, I guess this is what our military talks about when they talk about the radicals, right, in our military. Well, you tell me what you think of this radical story. A Navy SEAL showed up at a Southern California school board meeting. This was last week, apparently. And he told that board that if the administrators did not curtail radical gender ideology, that parents like him would defund the education system. He didn't use his real name. I suppose that's spooky. Um, He used some kind of a a pseudonym from the movie Running Man, which is uh, interesting. And this guy's a a Navy SEAL, so it wouldn't surprise me that he would be doing something like that. But the article goes on to accuse him of, um, you know, uh, being a rabble rouser uh, across the state at these right-wing rallies at government meetings. Hmm. And I've seen this kind of thing. I find it kind of interesting. And uh, he says, this is pretty radical, he says that his mission is to expose, challenge, and resist Radical gender ideology, critical race theory, vaccine and mask tyranny in South, uh, Southern California schools. He's a father of two elementary schoolers and a former Marine. He says, I'm not anti-LGB, I'm not anti-trans. He said, the trans flag doesn't mean loving who you just want to love. He said, I wish it did. It means desecrating our venerated religious symbols, turning the cross into a stripper pole. Somebody in the audience supposedly laughed at him. He said, we need his legal resolutions to bring down the temperature. That doesn't sound very radical. He's about bring down the temperature. He's saying, you know, stop instigating us. Now, apparently, he's being uh, facing a military investigation for having ties to the Proud Boys or something like this. Um, and supposedly he's being looked into by the military, uh, trying to protect his his children. There's another reference here to the Marine Corps. Um, I want to just say there's something that's jumping out at me. So the a couple things on this. This article says a Navy SEAL, and then continually only refers to him as a Marine. And there's quite a difference on both directions there. Pretty disrespectful to both to just intermingle it. And maybe he was a Marine and became a Navy SEAL. Um, Looking at his stature, um, I don't see a Navy SEAL here. So who knows what's really going on. But the point is, this guy, an American citizen presumably, um, is taking a pretty aggressive approach. And I told you, I've seen some of this going on. I would expect more of it. These people are going around to meetings, and they're speaking up. They're speaking up. Careful what you wish for, right? And um, the silent majority, I don't know how long they're going to continue to stay silent. So whether there is a military connection or not, is this a what you would call a, a radical loony? That he doesn't want this um, 
trans information in front of his children? Well, pretty radical, I guess. Here's a radical story for you, you might think. Fairfax, Virginia, suspended a student for allegedly blowing the whistle on a swastika flag. Let me just walk through this a minute. It's unbelievable. Last week, Jewish students at Langley High School were stunned to see the image of a U.S. flag that a classmate had drawn um, during a Muslim Students Association meeting, replacing the stars on the flag with swastikas and the message, Free Palestine. The image circulated quickly at school as pro-Palestine students staged a walkout on Friday, carrying another sign with swastikas on it and chanting, From the river to the sea, Palestine will be free, a call to action that Jewish groups have decried as anti-Semitic war cry to destroy the state of Israel. Now, Jewish students and parents were shocked to learn that Langley administrators this week suspended not only the Muslim student who drew the swastikas, but also an Asian-American classmate whose school officials accused of leaking the photo to the public. Leaking the photo to the public? Local Jewish community members and their allies plan a rally on November 17th, yesterday, at Fairfax Public Schools headquarters, which they have renamed Hate House, to protest the retaliation against the Asian-American teen and the lack of school district action on anti-Jewish hate. It actually says here, actually, Jew hate. What is the source of this? This is the Fairfax Times. I got to tell you, the, the disrespect and the hatred to Jewish people that's going on should really be concerning everybody. And I remember, uh, you know, years ago, my buddy Michael Savage, when I used to love listening to him, there's a, not sure what happened there. But anyway, he said, um, this is like the French Revolution. First they came from them, and then it's you. And uh, I, I don't think that allowing this, this type of, um, it's beyond rhetoric. This is not rhetoric. Um, I don't even know what to say about it, except it's uh, freaky to say the least. But anyway, I bring this up in the context of the story. This Asian student, not Jewish, not Muslim, right? Just, just saying people ought to be aware of what's going on. That was his only role. And so many of these stories that I hear, I'll tell you, Twitter, I, I hear all this on Twitter. It's amazing how Twitter is blowing open the truth. Some guy was videoing um, immigrants being dropped off. The police arrested him. What the hell's going on? They even go after the kids for releasing a photo to the public. You don't think that people, the parents have a right to know what's going on? I don't want my child around that kind of filth. A flag with swastikas on it. We're not Jewish. I don't want my child around that. Do you? I don't know. Crazy freaking world. I've often said to you that all politics is local, that the local politics is like a microcosm of what's going on at the national level, that the the uh, craziness that you see in the national news um is a representation of who we are. It's like looking in the mirror as a society. I really believe that. And let me leave you with this story. 
uh, a woman that died on a, a Alaska mayor's property. Now, I, I don't know how it works up there, and I didn't look into the um, specifics of it to find out, but the mayor probably has some kind of jurisdiction over the police up there. Maybe, maybe not. Typically, they would have jurisdiction over the local police that usually falls with the mayor, more or less, in different ways. Um. I doubt that they have local police, but I don't know what town. Like I said, I didn't check into all this. But he probably has some influence over it, to say the least. And a, a dead woman shows up on his property. And then another one, two of them. And there was no arrests made. And then it turns out that both the women had connections to his two sons. When you talk about fair and just laws and systems and, you know, start thinking about all the things that you've heard change in the past 10 years, no bail, and um, the way that the free speech is uh, perversely interpreted to allow certain groups to riot and, and, and pillage and other groups for far less are jailed for lengthy periods. Under the First Amendment, the Second Amendment had been under attack for a long time to the point that you need to be well-trained and careful how you would even use a firearm. Um, the differences that you've heard with property rights, told you this when I was a kid, it was widely understood that if you were on somebody's property, you risked being shot. Now, you harm somebody on your property, you're going to pay Pay for it. <laughs> they walk on your property illegally and fall down. Guess what? You got to. You're going to be paying for it. Just private property rights trampled. All these things, little by little, over the years, to the point that we now have something that is really very, very different than what we've ever had in this country before. It's a real shame to me to see that when you have a Navy SEAL or a Marine, whatever it is, or any American, doesn't really have to be a veteran. Time it could all be bunk. That story. Just to, you know, they'll do that to the guy's lying about his name. He could be lying about anything. I don't see military prowess in that physique, but she could say the same about me. Fair enough. I don't know. Either way, guy's trying to do what's right for his kids. That's radical. It's radical now to go and speak up at me. Only if you're white. Only if you're a straight white male. Kids, your kids, the transgender ideology, and look at all that's come with that. Look what came with um, gay marriage. People warn, you don't want to do that. Did you ever think in a million years when they uh, lit up the White House in, what was it, pink? Is that what they did? I think so. And uh, did you ever think that that would have led to this LGBTQ thing and then it's being rammed down people's throats everywhere where girls are getting beat up on the playing fields competing with boys. Man, you want to talk about people not paying attention. I guess it's good that people are paying attention. Where does all this go? I've been struggling with this, as you know, and I was having a good conversation uh, with our buddy Dan in Chicago, who's just a great contributor to the podcast. Can't thank you enough, Dan. But, um, I said, you know, I do know this. There's always struggle and pressure before growth. I don't care what it is. The butterfly hatching from the cocoon, 
the, the lobster that has to the shell gets so tight and it's got to break out of this thing and somebody you know the baby that, that has to you know escape it, it, the, the comfort of its mother's body and it's just the way it works is this pain before growth it just seems to be part of uh you know one of those natural laws and uh I do have faith that at some point in some time that we'll come out better for it I guess the question is going to be, when is that going to come? I don't know. Either way, I'm going to keep doing my mountain climbers, my high knees, my workouts, my kettleball. I'm going to keep getting at it. I'm going to do my best to keep talking about it. Maybe someday somebody will listen. They do. Every once in a while, somebody listens. all I can ask for. God willing, I'll be back. The plan is Wednesday going into Thanksgiving. We'll see. We'll see what we lead into. I'll see you soon enough. Make it a great day.